I'm Megan Van Petten, founder of the Esports Trade Association and host of the Esports Connected podcast. I am inspired to share key tidbits from several interviews conducted with industry influencers over the three-day span of our Esports Next conference. To be able to celebrate and learn from those who are shaping our community is such an honor. Press play and let the waterfall of knowledge wash over you as it did for me. Enjoy. We are here at Esports Trade Association Conference Esports Next. I am here with an amazing leader in the esports space, nonprofit founder, organizer, parent of esports, childs, 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 children, sure, yes, Chris Spazowski. Yes, I did it right. Spazowski, Spakowski, close enough. Spakowski, you, you say it again. Spakowski. Spikoski. I see. I did the Mike Wazowski thing. Yeah, it throws me so, off. It happens. <laughs> you got me. It happens. Say it again. It's Chris Spikoski. Spikoski. We got Chris Spikoski. <laughs> almost said Wisconsin. Spikoski. Boom. Here there we go. From Cope Coalition of Parents in Esports or of Esports. In Esports. In Esports. Yep. Right. 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 So we're going to give Chris two minutes to talk about Cope and talk about. You know, it doesn't have to be too deep. You don't have to get a shovel. It's not too crazy. We're going to give you two minutes, and we're going to put you on the clock. Tell us about Cope and yourself. Ready? Go! Cool. Thanks again for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, my name is Chris. I am the father of a pro gamer, uh, pro gamer, content creator, streamer, skeptic. He is signed with Misfits Gaming. Coming up through the scene with him, didn't really have a lot of support. Didn't really have a lot of resources for him. So meeting all the other pro players and parents coming up through the scene... We all realized we had a lot of the same experiences coming up, um, where we were going to meet and greets, answering a lot of questions from parents. From the very basic, to what are esports, what are e to can you make a career out of this? How do you manage your kid's social life? How do you manage his health and wellness, making sure he's active? So last year, over COVID, we all decided to get together. It was actually kind of funny. It was a thread on Twitter. A kid tweeted at us, and he was like, why do you support your kids, and how do you... And how do I get my parents to support me? So all the parents kind of chimed in and started talking to him and replying to him. And one of the parents joked, was like, you should really start a coalition and call it Co Coalition of Parents and Esports. So Shay, fellow co-founder, and I just kind of ran with that. We, we took it and ran with it. Uh, we started the coalition, coalition of Parents and Esports. Main reason behind it was to educate parents and provide all the resources for parents and their kids to show them that there are a lot of not just resources out there, but there are a lot of amazing opportunities for them to pursue their career in esports. Main thing being that you don't need to be the top 1% of pro players or content creators to make it here. There are a lot of opportunities, whether it be the back-end side through marketing, shoutcasting, production, promotion. There are, there are so many opportunities for, for parents and for kids to, to really make a career and do, do, do well in this mm -hmm. space. Yeah, Chris, I love that. So with the last 10 seconds, where can people find more information about you online? They can find me, C. Spikoski, on Twitter. They can find Cope, Cope GG's on Twitter, at Cope GG. And you can also see us, uh, check us out on our website at cope.gg online. Boom. So we're here. We're here. I want to talk a little more yep. since I got your two minutes in because it's, it's worth spending time with you because Appreciate I've only that. talked to you on Zoom calls or seen you on 
uh, NASIV panel and multiple panels talking about this, you and Shay or you separately. Yep. And what's it like to be a parent of a pro esports player? What's it like for you? And, and what's it like for you, one, and then, and then 10 years ago, do you think this is where everything would be? 10 years ago, thinking this is where I was going to definitely not. No, absolutely not. If someone had told me 10 years ago this is where I was going to be, I thought they would have thought they were crazy. Um, but being a parent of a pro player keeps me on my feet. Um, always learning, always looking to talk to new people so I can learn more about the industry. It's so big. There's so much yeah. to know about this. There's so many people here. Um, I think that's when people usually ask me, like, what do you wish you knew before getting into the space? I wish I knew how big it was and how many how many people there were here, how many opportunities there were. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of getting to learn um, new things and, and keeping on my toes. Keeping on my toes. What what is the best advice? You talked about this, and this is what your organization does. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. What is the best advice for? And I've told I've probably said this before. Like. I had Michael Jordan posters on my wall. So like, oh, I want to be a basketball player. And I wanted to be like Mike. And that's what it was in the 90s. Now, kids, like your kid maybe has, obviously he is nin- the younger ninja. I guess, how, what's the term he's been referred to as? Uh, baby ninja. He's called baby, baby mini ninja. ninja, baby ninja. <laughs> yeah, you know what he was called. Okay. Yeah. So may have different streamers or different teams or whatever on his wall or backgrounds or phones or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, I had that idea, and many kids I grew up with were all like, I'm going to go pro in football or soccer or something, and now kids are, I'm going to be a YouTube content creator, but like uh, David Dobrik or something, or Mr. Beast. What is some advice you can give parents so they can not like just destroy their kids' dreams, which a lot of parents do, yep. and then not over... What's, what's the middle between destroying the dreams and saying... Uh, I'm going to do everything for you. What's the middle ground? Just be supportive. Talk to your kid. Get to know what what they love about gaming, what they love about being a content creator. I think the biggest hurdle that parents have to get over is their fear of the unknown. Um, they're quick to discredit having a career in the industry, whether it be being a pro player or a content creator, because they just think it's a fad. They think it's a one-off. Like Ninja, David Dobrik, they all got lucky. It's not going to happen. You can't really have a career here. So getting over that hurdle and getting to know the, the space, getting to know the industry, and getting to know what your child loves about it and what they're really passionate about and treat it like any other sport. Um, you know, you, parents are out there just being supportive of their kids, playing Little League, getting the best equipment, going to travel, travel games with them. Treat, treat esports gaming the same way. So basketball players, they could shoot a thousand free throws and really wear themselves out. Mm-hmm. When it comes to video game and I must grind because I need to get to diamond or whatever, what are some, for the last topic here, what are some of the uh, really good tips we can give parents to help tell their kids that the grind isn't as important unless you do X, Y, or Z? There are so many things that factor into the grind. I mean, the grind, yes, it includes practice, it includes your aim training, but it also includes a good sleep schedule, eating healthy getting out getting exercise if you just sit there and you focus on your gaming all day 12 14 hours a day you're gonna burn yourself out lebron isn't out there taking free throws for 12 15 hours a day he's studying game film he's working on so many different other things where he eats right he's exercising he's staying fit the more you're out there um, getting your exercise eating right sleeping right 
the more you're, the sharper you're going to be in game. Um, I think a lot of kids don't realize that, and they think that they have to be there practicing 15 hours a day. Yeah. Um, but that's that's not always the case. Take a break, take you know, take a breather, walk away from the game, do something else. When you get back into it, you'll be going back in head you know a lot stronger than you were. So kids, prove your parents wrong, not mm-hmm. right. Prove them right. Don't prove them right by allowing them to say that you played video games all day long and that's all you do. Don't prove them right. Prove them wrong. Yes. Okay, kids. And then parents help your kids by giving them an outlet, an opportunity. They all play video games, so why not just support them? Okay, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. See you guys. It's been fun. Bye. We are live and back at the Esports Trade Association Esports Next Conference. So excited to have another leader in the esports world. We had Chris, last name fill in here. Doesn't sound like Steve Wazowski, but it's close. And we have the founder and CEO and director and amazing all things that are Cope, Shay. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Say your full name here so everybody knows. Um, my name is Shay Williams. I'm known as Shaymon Online. And yes, I am a co-founder of Cope. Co-founder of Cope. So I'm going to give you, I'm putting you in the hot seat. Okay. Okay, and you're going to have two minutes up here above your head. And uh, you get to tell me about you and Cope. In two minutes. Ready, set, and go. So, Coalition of Parents in Esports was founded by parents of pro players and content creators who were basically tired of being vilified in the press and by our friends for letting our kids game for 10 hours a day. Um, Being brought into this world by our kids' passions, we saw the value here, whether our kids made it competitively or they were streaming or they were creating, whatever they were doing, we saw that they were getting more out of it than just playing a game. There was communities being built, they were learning leadership skills, business skills, and they were having fun. And so we decided we wanted more parents to know about it, and by educating more parents, more gamers can pursue their passions. So that's what we do. Now, tell me about you, something cool. you got a minute left here. Okay. I didn't know something cool about you your family. <laughs> So, something cool about me, well, I mean, I came from um, the computer industry, actually, so I was actually a a computer science major by trade, and I built my first game myself on my Apple Mac in my dorm room, and so I was was a techie, and I grew up in the dot-com era, and I was lucky enough to find myself in a startup in Austin, Texas during the dot-com boom. Um, It was later sold to IBM, and I had a blast at both places. And I always guess I hoped that my kids could find anything that cool. I mean, working for a software startup in Austin back in that heyday was just fun. Everything about it was fun. It was crazy. We were working insane hours, but we were having a blast. And I wanted my kids to find that. And when and my son had been begging to do this and follow, you know, the, the whole esports thing, but I didn't really understand it until we went to Fortnite World Cup at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York, and then my eyes opened. And mainly what I realized is that he had found the next one. And it was everything. It was esports, it was entertainment, and it was fun. Love it. So now, let's dive into, let's dive into why do parents not understand? And we can fill that word parent with teacher, corporation, administrator, can fill it with a lot of things. Why do X not understand the gaming and esports industry? What, what are we missing out on? And I know your focus is parents, but it can apply, I'm guessing, to a yeah. lot. But 
What are we missing out on? We're not educating them. We're not telling them what is of value here. They, you know, when your kid plays Little League, you probably grew up playing baseball yourself, so you know about it, you understand it, you understand how to cheer, how to spectate, you understand how to keep score, and the parents here just don't understand it, and we haven't done enough to show them the value. And the press is the press. You know, they like to take advantage of what sells. And unfortunately, what sells in gaming is the fact that, you know, all the bad stuff, you know. And so they worry that their kids are not getting enough exercise. They worry that their kids' school is being, you know, distracted. They worry about all those things, not realizing that actually, you know, it can help. Okay, so I'm a kid, and I have parents that think I play too many video games. What what's a good what's a good simple conversation that can also touch on the positive and the things that maybe need some opportunity uh, when it comes to kids playing games at eight to eighteen? What are what are some things you can tell parents that are both hey these are all the positives like we all do in our industry like here's all the positives but yet there's also things that we want to make people aware of to be not afraid of but maybe be concerned be proactive about what what's the conversation you have with a parent? Um, well, actually, the conversation we have with the kid is, I mean, we actually have more kids reaching out to sure. us for help than parents at this point. And what we tell, you know, and they started off by saying, my mom hates gaming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, have you shown her what you're doing? No, she hates gaming. She doesn't want to see it. And I'm like, your mom just wants the best for you. And you haven't shown her how this can be the best. Have her play a game with you. Have her watch you stream. You know, just invite her in. She wants to be part of your world. And if you show her the value, then that'll, you know, she'll understand it more. And as far as getting the parents on board, you know, we we tell them to, you know, treat it. Don't get emotional. Don't barge in there and say, I want more time to play. You know, go in with a plan. You know, I will, and we've had kids actually create PowerPoint presentations for their parents. No way. Yeah. I actually have a copy of a couple oh, of them. Oh, please. Great. I love to see And those. they've actually outlined it. Then they've reviewed it with us. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone to their parents and presented, this is why I want two hours every night to wow. practice my gaming. And this is when I'm going to get my chores done. This is when I'm going to do all these things so that I can practice. And this is what's going to come out of it. And they're totally shocked when their yeah, parents yeah, are then on board. Yeah. You know, they're right. like, oh my gosh, that worked. And I'm like, yes, because you showed that you have passion for this and that you thought it through and that you're not just being a spoiled bracket. So I've talked to a couple of people the past few days about the grind for students. And I've had perspective from college coaches and perspective from Josh, a neutral gamer, about uh, the health and wellness aspect. And... When you're talking to students, you're talking to kids, uh, teenagers. Why? What's? How do you shape the mentality of I've got to grind, I've got to play 18 hours a day, I've got to be able to do this because I'm not going to X. What, what's a good proactive approach? Or, or I mean, kids maybe don't understand it completely, other than I want to be Mr. Beast or I want to be Ninja or whatever. But, how do you settle in there without being just another mom that's telling them not to be yeah. or dad? And, yeah, and that's a, a question we get often from parents <laughs> and gamers as well. And it's really about finding balance just like anything. I mean, I, you know, my kids were both in sports before that, and my daughter is a competitive figure skater. And one of the things I learned there from her coach is that you couldn't work on the same jump over and over again. You know, at some point, you kind of lost the plot, and so you had to change to something else. You had to go off and do something else, work on something else, and then you can come back to the jump. So she had a rule 
that she could only do a jump, I think, like 10 times before she had to move on and try something okay. else. And I guess I kind of came to gaming with the same approach. You can't just keep doing the same thing if it's not working. And you also, you know, nothing is, you're not going to get better by playing 18 hours. You've got to be focused about how you're practicing. Are you, you know, working on technical skills, aim strategy? How much time are you putting into strategy? And then also, it's got to be fun. You know, you've got to set aside some time to just have fun with your friends gaming. So I've seen you on a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of speaking to groups and parents, friends at Nasif, really good uh, conversation you guys have had in the last uh, month or so, or I guess it was earlier this year. Uh, what's what's coming up in 2022? What, what can we expect from what you're doing in content or are you doing in... Uh, education or literacy, what, what, what's 2022 look like? Well, hopefully 2022 looks like a lot more face-to-face events like this. <laughs> so one of the most fun things is we just were at PAX West, which was one of the first events, and PAX gave us a table there. Nice. But probably our big thing going forward is we're establishing the Cope Cabana, which will be at all you know live gaming events that we're working with. I mean, if, yes, exactly. Okay. All right. That's exactly okay. it. So the Coke Cabana is also called Babysitting for Parents at gaming events. One of the things you'll notice if you've ever been to TwitchCon or if you've ever been to PAX is the parents are usually sitting on the side of a wall, scrolling their phone, and probably texting their kids saying, are you ready to go yet? Oh my God. So what we want to do is create a space for parents, you know, kind of like a partner lounge for parents, but right out in the middle of the floor, and we're going to have a small stage where different vendors can come in and talk about, you know, their, their products for wellness or, for, you know, financial wellness is one of our pillars, but also where schools can come and talk about what they're looking for, you know, for university recruitment. And, you know, we'll have, you know, of course our kids are you know, gamers, and so we'll have them there for meet and greets as well. So you're going to be doing this at different gaming cons and yeah. tournament events? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're in, you know, so it's all early days, but we're in yeah. conversation with PAX and Twitch okay. and DreamHack and everybody. And you're working on, hopefully, sponsorship packages for people to, you know, be a part of this Coke Cabana and people who want to... You know, spend some time talking about the healthy things or exactly. how to talk to parents. Yeah, I mean, we want it. We want them to educate the parents. You know, the whole thing. I, it, not just the kids. You know, if you want, the kids have money, but it's their parents' money. So if we want the parents to buy in, just like in Little League, you're going to buy them the best bat. You're going to buy them all the best equipment. But here, we haven't really explained to the parents why that's important. Well, it's very. It's so common for us in traditional sports as parents to, yes, drop off kids for practice or sit out on the sidelines and scroll our phones. It's funny at my kids' football to look back and be like, "Oh my gosh, everybody's on their phone right now," and I'm trying to see my kid if he can pull a flag or not on the flag football field. And uh, then I get on my phone as well. So I love the idea of the Coke Cabana. So where did that idea originate from? Um, it originated from just being at these events and seeing that, you know, parents didn't have a place to go. They feel out of place. And I think that we just need to invite parents to the table. So if I if I go to TwitchCon and I've got a kid playing in a tournament or, or you know, one of them, a teenager or something playing in a tournament, I can go to the Coke Cabana in the middle and get educational resources, literacy. I can listen to something on, on a stage. Yes. Maybe some entertainment, yeah. I'm wondering. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Entertainment for the, the Gen X and the boomers. Okay. Yeah. We got it. And then 
there's oh, is there going to be food? Well, we're lobbying for a bar. Okay. So you know this is this is the you know this is the parent place, and what Uh the other thing parents do is they tend to find the closest Uh bar, but they don't want to leave the venue. You Mm -hmm. know, so why make them? Let's have it all. Well, that's why baseball fields have playgrounds next to them, right? Mm -hmm. It's the like, okay, Timmy, your brother's playing. Go play the playground so I can see you at the same time and watch the home run. Yes, exactly. Same, same, same mentality. And of course, our other big initiative is scholarships. So we are providing support, which we do a lot of right now, to gamers and parents. Um, and we and all of our partner resources. We're not trying to do it all ourselves. We really just want to be that hub where parents can go and say, who can help me with this? And we point them to our partners. Um, but we're also providing scholarships. So we're working with a few sponsors right now to get money for next year. And we will have scholarships that kids can apply for. And they don't have to be pro gamers. They don't even have to be gamers. It can be in creative fields related to esports. And they can use it for higher education. But they can also use it to travel um, for yeah. you know, TwitchCon, an event, anything they want to go to. And they can also use it for their setup. Sign me up. Varsity Sports Foundation will support that. Always. Of course. We're always going to support what you guys do. And we need more. We need more. Can we Can we clone you? Is that okay? I mean, we need to clone Shay. Maybe Chris. Uh, and we need to have you guys out and... Uh, maybe these Coke cabanas just everywhere. We need a Coke well, cabana here. Yeah, well, I know we do. We did need one here. So, but that's actually the, the hardest thing. We are a very small group right now, but that's another big initiative for 2022 is actually having Coke chapters because that's the thing. Yes. There are parents like me out there every place that are starting to get gaming and they want to help too. They see what's happening in their communities, that kids aren't being supported, that there aren't the rec centers and the schools don't understand. So the more parents like me, we can be out there in every school district, every place talking. Okay, Shay. So where can we go to find more information about COPE on website, socials, and yourself? Okay. So COPE is cope.gg on our website. It has all the links. We are actually most active on Twitter, though. So if you really want to see what we do, go to Twitter because that's where the gamers hang out. And there it is, cope.gg. Again, I'm Shaymon. And on Twitter, I'm S-H-A-E-M-M-O-N. And you can also find me on LinkedIn at Shay Williams. Awesome. Shay, thank you so much. It's always an honor and a pleasure to learn from you and uh, tell people about what you're doing. That's what I definitely want to make sure people know about what you're doing. And maybe there's some people out there, some sponsors who want to sponsor Cope, be a part of the Cope Cabana at TwitchCon or DreamHack or something in 2022, 2023, or maybe a three-year deal. I don't know, just throwing it out. Hey, Intel, hello, how are you? Get right here, right here, somebody. So yep. thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks.